to Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the Executive Director of Race for Rowan. We want to thank everyone for tuning in each and every week and being a part of the podcast. We're excited to announce a special simulcast over the next two weeks. We are combining forces with a friend of the show who hosts her own podcast called Accidental Hope. Her name is Jennifer Eichenhorst. She had Bryn and Cassie on separately and recorded two different podcasts, which she'll be airing this week and next week, respectively. We thought it would be really neat to be able to partner with her. So that's what we'll be doing. So next week, we will actually be doing a special introduction to the show that Bryn recorded with her. And we'll be doing a nice lead into that particular episode where we'll talk about how Bryn felt and how they got connected and the story behind how she even ended, ended up on Accidental Hope to begin with. This week, Cassie Miller will actually be the one on the Accidental Hope podcast, which will be released tomorrow. And one of the things we wanted to do as a special sort of introduction to the entire story is to share the very first podcast we did on this channel at the beginning of this year. This is episode one that we'll be re-airing. This is the story, the story of, of the tragic accident involving Bryn and her daughter Rowan. It will also go through how Bryn managed her grief and how she started the nonprofit. So we're going to go ahead and re-air that this week. And then next week, as I said, we're going to do a special introduction for the podcast that Bryn actually appeared on. That podcast is called Accidental Hope. So if you want to subscribe to theirs as well and take a listen to some of the really uplifting and inspiring content she has over on her podcast channel, you can do that. That, again, is Accidental Hope. We want to thank you for continuing to listen to the Angel Talk podcast and keep tuning in. If you have a chance, make sure to rate and review us. The more you do that, the more we end up at the top of everyone's searches when it comes to this and the more people we reach, hopefully, and help them through their grief. So anyway, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. I'm going to go ahead and toss it to the very first episode Bryn and I ever did This is Angel Talk, the story. Here it is, episode one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Angel Talk, reflections of an ambitious angel mom. I am not an ambitious angel mom. That actually, that distinction belongs to my co-host and star of the show, Hello, everybody. My name is Bryn, and I'm the Ambitious Angel Mom, as well, mother to Rowan Lee Johnson. Um, and we will be sharing a little more about that in this podcast. That's right. So uh, so my name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the Executive Director of Raise for Rowan. We are the organization that provides funeral cost assistance and emotional support to families who have suffered from the tragic loss of a child. I'm sure we have a lot of the folks who, who we've actually assisted and uh, been a part uh, been a part of their lives for a while. I'm sure we have some folks listening, so thank you so much for listening. 
What we hope to get from uh, these podcasts is actually our goal here is to try and provide uh, some weekly sort of tips and, and, and knowledge on how to deal with grief after something like this has happened. Uh, and the reason why Bryn is the star of the show is because, Bryn, you do know uh, how some of these folks feel who are listening. Can you give a little bit of your story? Yeah. Um, I am the co-founder of Race for Rowan, our nonprofit. And we got started a, almost five years ago after the tragic loss of my daughter, Rowan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter, Rowan, was 17 months old, and she passed tragically and suddenly in an accident. Um, And since then, you know, I've just been navigating through my grief one foot in front of the other day by day. Yeah. And, um, you know, fast forward to now, which is five years after my daughter's accident. Right. I really feel on my heart to share my journey to help others. Um, Our nonprofit that we have, you know, does provide assistance for these families. But what I want to do is, you know, kind of offer my guidance and tips and healthy healing habits that can hopefully help other people listening that may be going through the same situation or even grief in any way, shape or form. You know, we all probably suffer loss with many individuals in our lives and it hurts. Yeah. So I, you know, want to kind of share my journey on how to get through those hard days and, and really just be there to offer any advice I can. Yeah. And uh, my only job is to be the Ed McMahon to your Johnny Carson. (laughs) Uh, and that is to merely ask the questions and take the journey with uh, with the listeners uh, into um, different worlds, different places. We're going to talk to uh, some special guests. That'll be pretty great. Uh, most of this podcast is going to be a lot of time centered around how to deal with your grief in certain everyday situations like grief around the holidays. Um, what do you do with major milestones? Um, how do you bring some joy back into your life uh, when you have been enveloped in in grief and and really uh, suffering through these things? Well, all we're doing, all we're trying to do here is to provide some motivation for your day, get you from today to tomorrow. Uh, and so we hope to do that with the special guests and talking about uh, and talking about Bryn's story and what it is that she has been able to do with her life, which is incredibly inspirational. Um, first, though, this particular podcast, we're going to talk about Race for Rowan. We're going to talk about uh, how it got started. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the fun things that Bryn, uh, ha- Bryn and her entire group of folks who've been there from the beginning have done and seen. And... Uh, We'll start right there. So, Bryn, can you talk a little bit about, you, ju- you just mentioned it, but talk a little bit about how Raise for Rowan started. Well, really, uh, after the loss of my daughter, me and the other co- co-founder, Cassie Miller, we, um, you know, we're great friends and we were talking, how can we honor Rowan's life? And what we really wanted to do was offer the same kind of support that we had received mm-hmm. and in our hardest time, which was not only financial support, like our community came together and rallied around us and really provided, um, you know, donations and food and flowers and gifts. And they're, you know, just stopping by to offer condolences. I mean, you really, the outpouring of love that both of us received was um, over the top. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to share, you know, details about the accident of how my daughter passed, but if you are curious you uh, definitely can find that on our website. Yep, check out um, the website. Raiseforrowan.org. 
So I don't like to divulge into that too deep. But, um, you know, we really just wanted to carry on her honor, her life, have her always be remembered and not forgotten, but also give back what we had received and um, offer that support to other families. So we quickly came up with our mission of to provide financial and emotional support to families that are suffering the loss of a child. And that was step one. Well, step two, how do we raise money? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because that's obviously the key. Like, how how are we going to raise money to provide this financial assistance? And we quickly started event planning and, it was something that really came natural and it, it was really fun. We hosted a dinner and silent auction mm-hmm. and that was super successful. Just, I want to say eight months after my daughter's passing, we did that. And then we also hosted a run for Rowan, a 5k, 10k. And we raised quite a bit of funds from that as well. And once we started getting some fundraisers under our belt, we realized, wow, we can actually do this. Yeah. Um, and it, it became really fun and we did it. Um, until we got to the point where it could become a job for me. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's been such a blessing because I just wanted to keep being able to provide assistance for other families. And to do that, you know, it became a full-time job. Yeah. And it's been a huge blessing to give back and give back tenfold. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep that going. What was it? Why, why was this the way you wanted to remember Rowan, providing funeral cost assistance and emotional support to people who have gone through the same thing? Why not like a scholarship fund or something like that? What was it about this work that you thought, oh, this is the way I want to remember Rowan? I think, honestly, God just put it on my heart right away. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about scholarships, and we actually talked about a few other ideas, and it just didn't feel like it was the right fit. Um, since Rowan passed at such a young age at 17 months, you know, she never made it to school and, um, her personality was just so full of life and so bubbly and charismatic. And she was such a giving heart. Like I already knew that even when she was so young, she was very kind and gentle and giving. And, um, I wanted the nonprofit to reflect her. And when we said we want to provide financial and emotional support, that's what felt right. You know, and we also wanted to lift hopes, yeah. you know, and and be an inspiration to these families um, in their darkest times because that's also Rowan. She was a ray of light, and yeah. she was really yeah. um, happy, and I wanted the nonprofit to reflect her and her personality, and it, it still continues to do so. Yeah. And I really felt like that was just where my heart told me to go. Yeah. And so I yeah. followed very cool. Very cool. Uh, obviously, when you're starting a nonprofit, uh, it's like, I mean, most nonprofits are done basically within a year or two because it's really hard to, to, to maintain and build. Um, what were some of the hardest and most nerve-wracking parts for you as you were starting Raise for Rowan? Well, I'm not going to be bashful here. It was <laughs> the paperwork. <laughs> I am Oh, not- stupid government yeah, bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. Um- <laughs> You know, raising money and like event planning was really easy for me, but like sitting down and filling out paperwork for your 501-3 and creating bylaws and, you know, um, talking it over with legal professionals and, you know, all the backside of it, like the, the hard stuff was hard for me Yeah, because I'm, I can, I'll own it. I'm not a desk person. I'm not a computer savvy person. And I was really thankful that I had a lot of help yeah, and a lot yeah. of people step forward to help me in that phase. And, um, 
it was really cool because it seemed like whatever I was struggling with, uh, the right person would come along to help me with that. And so we got through those first, you know, the setup phase, which was, yeah, definitely was the hardest, hard. um, especially when you're grieving. So you can't, yeah. even, I mean, I yeah. was like, uh, honestly, a hot mess. You're just, yeah. you can't even focus in the beginning. So I really do think it was everybody coming together as a team to help with that, like preparation of getting the legal side done. And how long was it uh, from when Rome passed away uh, till the doors opened, quote unquote, for Race for Rowan? How long did it, how long did it take? We, we got everything done so quickly. I don't even know how we did it, but yeah. it was within like seven months. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be able to turn turn it around like that and actually start something in her honor in seven months yeah. is unbelievable. It might have even been a little less than that. I remember people telling us that it was unheard of to get our 501c3 status approved in that short of a period of time yeah. and then have our first fundraiser in that short of amount of time and be successful with it. So I really do feel like we had some extra help from up above on that. Because like I said, I was a hot mess at that time. So I know it wasn't me. It was everybody else (laughs) jumping in and then we probably had some help upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I remember meeting you about two years ago and thinking, uh, oh my goodness, uh, I can't believe they started a nonprofit. I was I because I knew I was very aware of the paperwork that went into starting a nonprofit, yeah. and I was oh, like, man. "Holy cow! I can't believe they started this." Yeah, that was it's unbelievable. a lot. Yeah. It is super cool. But don't let that hinder you. If you want to start a nonprofit, I mean, and it's on your heart, go for it. You can if do I can it. do it. You can do it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like that. Look at that. Already starting off inspirational. Okay, and we're back. And so we're also going to try and do a few segments during the podcast because lots of professionals do that. It seems to work really well for them. So we're going to go ahead and give that a shot on our podcast as well. We're going to have daily quotes. We're going to have a few different things. But uh, the first one I'm going to introduce today is the concept of what, Bryn, you call a a sissy sign. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. Um, So pretty... Pretty much right after my daughter passed away, you know, I felt like I would start to see signs from her. Um, her just letting me know she was with me yeah. or that she was okay. And um, the more I would share that with, like, family and friends, the more I realized people really love to hear those things. Okay. That there's still a connection from the other side. Yeah. Um, and so we did want to do the sissy signs because I think they're – they're interesting, and they can also give you a little hope that I really do believe that your loved one is sending you signs from above. Right, right. So I'm going to share um, one of my sissy signs. Yeah. Um, the day that we actually had my daughter's celebration of life, mm-hmm. there were red-tailed hawks circling above the venue. And I didn't notice them because I was completely out of it. You know, you're literally in a trance. And I just remember... Um, somebody saying to me, like, Bryn, there is a red-tailed hawk and it is circling above you. And do you know what that means? Like, it's a spiritual sign that, like, that is your past loved one that's with you. Yeah. So that kind of stuck out to me. Well, from then on out, I always would see red-tailed hawks on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, like once a week, you know, they would soar past my bathroom window as I'm getting ready or I would see them as I'm driving in the car. 
And this one time actually was so crazy to me. Me and my husband were going to a doctor appointment because we had gotten pregnant again with our third child and we were going to find out the sex of the baby. Yeah. And, you know, it was a pretty emotional time for us because we'd already just lost a child yeah. and, you know, we're here we are going to the doctor. You know, you're, there's always that fear of like, what if we see something wrong on the ultrasound? And so, you know, it was kind of a high stress moment. And we're on I-5 and my husband's driving and this red tail hawk is literally flying straight at the windshield. Oh, wow. Like coming towards <laughs> us. And I'm, yeah. I'm staring at it. He's staring at it. We're holding hands. And I'm like, oh my God, oh, this this, this hawk is going to hit the windshield. And we're both, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're like waiting for it to literally hit the windshield. That's yeah. how fast and how close it got. And it just instantly soared right up above the car and went just breezing right up over the the vehicle and we are going on i-5 probably 70 miles per hour wow when this happened so it was just so out of the normal that i felt like it was rowan saying like hey mom i'm really going to get your attention right now hey dad i'm really going to get your attention too yeah everything is fine i'm here with you yeah um and she definitely got both of our attention. And we were both covered in goosebumps. And yeah. I think that's how, like, you know it's a sign. Yeah. When you really, yeah. like, are head to toe covered in goosebumps. There's no doubt in my mind that I was like, well, that was definitely Rowan mm-hmm. saying, hey, guys, um, I almost had a red-tailed hawk hit your car. Yeah. Like, so I was trying to get your attention to say, yeah. I'm with you. It's okay. Um, so that was just something that always I will never forget because it was super weird. Mm-hmm. And it was not in the normal. And it left us both thinking... Wow, without a doubt, we know Rowan is with us today. And and it kind of calmed our nerves. You feel like, okay, this ultrasound's going to go fine. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, uh, and for those out there who do see these things, we actually had a a person come in yesterday into our office and actually almost by just just kind of let out what his sort of sissy sign, quote unquote, was, um, who who had, whose granddaughter, I believe, had passed. Yes, he lost his... Uh, granddaughter yeah. who was a twin. Yeah, and um, she loved butterflies. And then when they were having her funeral, her her um, celebration of life, um, that they opened the doors uh, to the uh, to the venue, and a bunch of butterflies came flying through. And the whole room had the same exact experience and felt like they were visited by her. Um, and. Sometimes people resist those sort of feelings. They resist buying into those signs. I say embrace it. I say, you know, uh, always look for those because he was clearly moved by what he had seen just in our celebration of life. And that's too much of a coincidence not to mean something. Right. It's so powerful when you feel that and you get to experience that. The more I think you accept it, the more signs you receive. Yeah. And it's really cool because when I started not thinking like, oh, that was just a coincidence. Right. Or when I really started being like, thank you, Rowan, for sending me that sign, I feel like she would send me more and more. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, I look at it as a blessing because in any of like your darkest days or really hard times missing, you know, your loved one, I feel like they're there to try to lift you up still. Yeah. And, and try to be observant of that, like what signs they might be sending you to make you feel better. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up with a few more questions, and then we'll do some upcoming events. So, um, we talked about the more nerve wracking things that happened um, when you started Race for Rowan. 
But there's a reason why you're still involved with Race for Rowan today, and it's probably because you had more good days than bad days. Can you talk about some of the cooler things that, that happened along the way as you were doing Race for Rowan? Yeah, there's so many I don't even know where to start, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> um, I would say one of the really, really cool things is just being able to connect with other families that have also lost a child. Right. I mean, it's honestly not a club that any of us want to be in. Sure. But I think it's really powerful when you can connect and bond with these other parents. Yeah. And it could be as simple as reaching out on social media and maybe even seeing these people once or never even meeting them, but just sending them a message or them sending me a message. But connecting with hundreds and hundreds of family members that have lost a child and you kind of feel like this unspoken bond. And that's been really cool because I've built some new friendships and met some really amazing people through my journey. Yeah. Yeah. And really too, I want to share, um, fundraisers, which I talked about (laughs) a little bit earlier. They're so rewarding and they're so fun because they're, they're really high stress to put everything together, Yeah. but watching the outcome and see the finished product of like a beautiful, gala come together and then how much money can be raised in one night in one room blows me away every time so that's really fun to watch and you meet so many people with big hearts that maybe have never even lost a child or maybe don't even know anybody personally that's lost a child but they still want to give and be behind your cause and that's amazing too. Yeah, that's pretty cool when you have people join just for the sheer fact that like they want to support what you're doing. Yeah, like they're just good people. Yeah. And that's so cool to be surrounded by so many good people right. that want to give back, that want to contribute, that care. And I find that I'm surrounded by that way more than people that don't. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think it's been a huge blessing to yeah. be surrounded by so many good people. Yeah, I mean, to date, uh, Raise for Own has helped more than 300 families with, with uh, funeral cost assistance, but it's far more than the number. That's what's so... That's. Uh what is so unique about Race for Rowan? Uh, you see, charity say we've helped X amount of families, and we've you know we've fed X amount of people, but with with Race for Rowan, it's so much more about the deep connection that comes with those three hundred families that have been helped. It's not just the family; it's getting to know them, it's being in their lives, it's being able to provide them things that get them through the day. So it's so much more about connection right. than any than than most any other charity, really. And honestly, like each angel family that we've helped, it's not that you're just impacting like the parents. There's also like the siblings yeah. and the aunties and the uncles and the cousins and the grandparents. So right. it's a huge, huge community that we have amongst ourselves of these like angel families. And it's really neat when you finally get to meet like baby Jade's grandpa. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, people stop by the office that I've never met before and I may not even realize they're a family we've helped or an associated, you know, person of an angel, but it's really cool when you finally get to meet those people and you can just give them a hug and be like, you know, thank you for coming in today and introducing yourself. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, so we're going to do a lot of this over the next over the over the time that we do these podcasts. But just uh, ten thousand foot level first episode. Uh, what would you say 
to uh, families who are struggling right now with their loss? What's one of the f- sort of first things you would say to them as they're navigating through that grief? Well, I think when it's so recent, it's really hard to even make it through a minute or an hour. So wherever you're at, because I think each stage of grief changes, um, I know it and I've lived it. And just keep going. Put one foot in front of the other. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Reach out for help. Um, You know, don't be afraid to really lean on your family members or friends that are there to support you. I know it's always hard to say, oh, can you help me with this? Or I need this. Or, you know, a lot of people don't want to ask for help, but it is your time to ask for help. So um, that was hard for me, especially in the beginning, but it's like you really need the support. So just whatever it is, people are there to help you and support you. And if you don't have that, you know, reach out to resources like Race for Rowan or um, I know a lot of hospitals usually have programs in place that they can refer Mm -hmm. you to. I have so many um, things that have helped me over the years at whatever phase I was that helped me during that time. So, you know, find what works for you, but don't give up because it does, grief never goes away, but I do feel like you learn to navigate through it and it does get a little easier as time goes on. Right. So just keep going and it is so hard and I'm giving you a big hug through the microphone right now yeah, if you're yeah. suffering loss because it sucks so bad. But all I can say is just keep fighting the fight. Mm-hmm. Don't let that devil win. Yeah, You can keep standing and waking up every day and, you know, just keep fighting the fight. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about the future a little bit. What do you see for the future of uh, Rays for Rowan moving forward? You know, I don't like to put too high of expectations on the nonprofit, but I really only project like growth and I see um, more emotional support programs being developed. I would love to one day be able to pay all of the requests that we receive. Absolutely. I mean, I would love to get a request that comes in and say, wow, we can pay this in full. We, you know, currently we typically make um, contributions to each case that comes in based upon our budget for the month and how many requests that we receive. But I would love to one day in the future be able to pay every single request we get in it in full. That's excellent. Yeah, that, that would be, that would be amazing. And then of course we will have the network of emotional support that we're growing uh, little by little um, as we, as we grow and grow. Uh, before we go, I want to give everybody a sense of what the, uh, the podcast will be uh, moving forward. So we will um, of course, have more and more conversations surrounding um, how to deal with grief on a daily basis and in those sort of daily situations that you that you come across um, how to we're even going to have some stuff for folks who maybe have not lost a child but know somebody who has how do you talk to that individual how, how do you what are some of the things that you might be able to say um, and we're going to be able to hear it uh, straight from a person who had folks attempting to comfort you on a, on a daily basis and what works and what doesn't. Um, 
And uh, then we'll also have, like I said, we'll have some special guests. We have a couple of amazing uh, folks who have actually suffered their own loss and have bounced back. And we're going to talk, we're going to hear their stories. We're going to talk to a few other nonprofits about uh, grief in the grief that they notice in their sectors. So what we hope from these podcasts is to give you the motivation uh, to move forward one step at a time, and then to realize that you are not alone. You're not by yourself. You're not suffering through this by yourself. You have lots of people around you who are there to support you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great. Well, hey, that summed it up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we leave, the last thing I want to say is we do have some upcoming events. We will talk about those at the end of every single episode. Um, for the upcoming event here in January, on January 11th, uh, Race Verone will be at Ole on Ice, that cool new ice rink that they've built down by the Mistake by the Lake, that big old hollowed out building. It's actually got a beautiful little ice rink next to it. And so Race Verone will be there selling our merchandise, right? We will have a booth. We will be selling our merchandise. We will just be networking and meeting you know, whoever wants to come out, we'd yeah. love to see you. Yeah. Merchandise, by the way, I have to tell you, what is the most is one of the most impressive parts about Race for One. You guys have the coolest merchandise. When I first started working here, I was like, I need a hat, I need a hoodie, I need a shirt. Now you have blankets. It's cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, we try to make everything really uh, wantable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool new word. I like that. Wantable. We want it wantable. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you got to edit that out. <laughs> I don't know. That might have to be kept. Uh, so uh, so that's on January 11th. Come by and see us. Come by and buy some of your merchandise. Just if you want to hear more about what we're doing and, and the things that we'll be doing, you can come by and, and ask us a bunch of questions. And then, of course, the major event for Race for Rowan is on April 25th. We know it's still about three and a half months out, but we figured we'd tell you now. April 25th is a dinner and auction, and the theme is... Nashville Nights at the Grand Old Opry. This is your favorite theme. Well, I love them all. Oh, you do? I really love them all. They, sure. they all come from the heart every year. But yeah. uh took a girl's trip to Nashville, and I loved the city, and I loved um, that they had a lot of actual, like, angel tributes in the city. That's pretty a cool. A lot of artwork that kind of resembled, like, angel wings. Yeah. And, um, the history and the culture was really cool, and I want to bring that to our event this year. And you went Grand Old Opry because it's classy as well. Yes. So you can totally get on the cowboy boots, the fringe, but you can also still glam it up if you want yeah. and pretend you're going to the CMA Awards. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the Grand Old Opry is still such a classic, you know, everybody knows all about that. And it's a beautiful, beautiful building, historical so you can go either way, bell bottoms and cowboy boots yeah. or tassels. I mean, I can't wait to pick out Philip's costume. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. <laughs> I know he's really not looking forward to it, but I cannot wait. It's going to be terrible. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already have a vision and I don't think he's going to like it. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're going to come to that, just come to see me just suffer through the most embarrassing outfit I've ever worn. Oh, yeah. It's going to be over the top. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Can't wait. So that's uh, that's our very first podcast. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for subscribing and downloading it. Uh, make sure to rate and review it because then that means other people will get a chance to listen to this as well. Recommend uh, us to your friends. If you have to take a listen to the first couple episodes and make us prove ourselves to you, that's fine. We'll do it. Yeah, we're newbies here. We're, yeah. Well, I am. Philip's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm as, I'm, I'm as professional as you get in this particular arena, so we'll see. Uh, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so make sure you like and subscribe, leave a review, let your friends know. We'll have uh, we'll have a few special guests coming up this month, actually, um, as we close it out. So that's it for episode number one. We thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Wow, that was a really cool one. Uh, sorry about some of the audio stuff. As you know, we were probably just learning everything. We were just trying to make it through and figure out what we were doing. But it's just so funny what has happened since January. Not just in our own organization uh, and in our own lives, but in the world overall. What a difference eight to nine months makes, huh? So what a difference eight months make. So anyway, as I said, next week... We will be airing a special simulcast podcast. We will have a special introduction from Ben and myself. We want to thank you for tuning in. Also, if you ever have any topics you'd like Bryn and I to hit on, please email the show. It's raiseforrowan at gmail.com. We would really love to hear from you. Get an opportunity to learn what our listeners really want to hear. As for us, we're going to continue to make really great podcast content we hope we're going to hope it's inspiring and get you through day to day we'll have some more special guests we'll have some more good topics but we really want to thank you for continuing again encourage you to share with your friends and ask them to subscribe rate and review the show yourself so we can end up at the top of the search keep listening and thanks a lot for all your support Mm -hmm.